Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 99, Camaraderie. Back to last April. I stumbled through some pretty depressing days there after fuck day two, an event I have since rechristened the fiasco. I had my usual daily routine and my usual daily reflections on its harrowing boredom to keep me busy, of course. I still had Harry and Sam to drag around town, and I still had a job to go to, and I still went out to the gym and did kegels in the diet. I wasn't going to give those up because a pair of strange cunt-havers spent an evening tag-teaming my ego. And I wasn't going to give Cammy up. Not giving up on the gym in my new life as a testosterone machine with abs. Maybe someday. And a kegelized cock made me think I still had a shot at filling her cunt. But right in the beginning, right after the fiasco, I had just an echo of an inkling of my ball that bitch like a real man resolve. That resolve? I didn't know about it yet because my brain, or Captain Think, as I call him now, had just barely begun to play with the idea of risking another burn. All I knew was, fuck it, I'm not going to let myself be defeated. I'm usually not like that. Bold, I mean. I'm usually not bold. So I was pretty pleased with myself. Having the nerve to bold forward was new. I was the cowboy they call kid, pinning on the tin star of the fallen sheriff. And I had some encouragement. There were these single mommies I used to always see when out running. Junior decided to go into work late that Tuesday morning, the day after my session with Jessica where I said I would put down the needle that is parp, so she could join me on my run while the neighbor watched Harry and Sam eat breakfast. And even Junior noticed I was getting single mommy looks. Those ladies are lapping you up, she said with this big grin on her face while we stood at the water fountain on the edge of a big strip of lawn in Riverside Park. We had camaraderie for a second. Back then I gave all the credit for the camaraderie to her newbie school gig and our arrangement to leave each other's money alone and to let each other live simple and dignified adult lives. We were cool, modern, hip. A little more evolution and I could have come right out and told her about the two times I face-plowed this hot girl I met on Parp's video. Then on some other day, right after the fiasco, I was running alone and feeling kind of sorry for myself. It was the dismal day of drizzle out, but warm enough for light sweaters. I was in my sweatshirt and cut-off jeans and a New York Mets baseball cap and shades with a sporty elastic strap connecting the L-shaped arms that go over the ears so the shades don't drop to the ground if they pop off your face. I kind of wished Junior was out with me that day. I could have gone for a fat load of camaraderie right then, since Captain Think hadn't told me yet that he was deciding like an iron calculator to get Cammy back. 
but Junior wasn't with me, so I came up with a plan to maybe lure some new tail into my life. Just like the Get Cammy resolve, the captain didn't tell me that's what I was really up to. He just held an image in front of my face, an image of me running through that part of the park where I usually take Sam and Harry and where a bunch of single mommies lurk. An image of me making eye contact with one of them and her smiling and me banging her behind the little building they sell snacks from. Just an image. Now, a part of you might be saying, Wait a second, dude. What's up with you banging mommies? Didn't you say something somewhere about not being able to pound a woman whose vaginal region had been stretched into a hangar door during childbirth? Yeah, 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 I get it that you might be confused. But see, with diligent effort, Jessica and I managed to get me over that fixation with childbearing females to the point where if I haven't actually seen the hangar doorification with my own eyes, I can pretend to myself that the mommy in question never was stretched into an opening fit to accommodate a private jet. This is great progress since it means the only cunt I don't want to think about is my wife's. There wasn't a lot of action around the playground in Riverside Park. The hotter single mommies were at the gym or Whole Foods or some rally for their gender or something. I keep saying single mommies, but the reality is a lot of these mommies are married to pork chops with limp dicks. You know, losers. I shook my head. Fucking fern. Ever since she told me she wanted to be my meat pig slash road cunt, it kind of started eating its way into my fantasies. Now I needed every attractive babe in the barnyard to be my meat pig. Even Jessica on the bedroll sucking my cock in that old standby fantasy had morphed into some woman, slurping me off and saying, You have no idea how long I've wanted to be your meat pig. So I'm looking around and thinking, No road cunt material out here today. I was standing behind a hurricane fence after my run and watching the parents in the playground. I knew there were sweet pieces of tail out there, I knew it. Just no camis and no camaraderie. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022, by Dan Wrench.